I believe our very lives are a matter of stewardship. The way that we use what we have matters to the one who made us. He intended for us to manage this life and all that comes with it. This is a podcast to connect the dots of all the ways we manage the substance of our lives, from heart work to housework, from relationships to identity, from purpose to desires, wellness, creativity, and everything that makes up our lives. This is a sisterhood centered on Christ. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts and transparent talks on what God is teaching me as I wear these different hats and manage various things just like you do, only differently in my own style for his glory. Listen in. Welcome to episode two of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy, and I just wanted to say it's been too long. <sighs> so, <laughs> I'm recording this on a Friday. It is May 8th. Lord willing, I will get this out very quickly because what I want to talk about today is stewardship. And it's like, well, duh, that's the name of the podcast. It's stewardship. It's style and stewardship. It's the name of the blog. That's the name of the YouTube channel. You know, there's this whole, you know, that word that I feel has been um, just on my heart for literally years. And during this quarantine time, um, whatever time you may be listening to this or wherever you may be in the world, um, we have a quarantine. It slowly seems to be getting lifted in some areas, depending on your state. Um, but during this time, my husband has been able to be home. Um, and I have had more time in <laughs> than I've had in a very long time. But what have I been doing with that time? So part of what I wanted to discuss today is honestly what I don't want to talk about at all. This is just full disclosure, being transparent. God has revealed a lot of things to me about me <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, I don't like it at all. I don't like that I'm even on a podcast talking about it because it's just such a vulnerable thing. One of the things that God is showing me is that that's exactly what he's going to do, whether I like it or not, as far as the things that he prompts me to speak about. So stewardship. So stewardship, you can define it in so many different ways. The way that I define it um, is the way that we manage what God has given us in a way that glorifies him. Because when you are a steward or a manager, some people may say, um, is a synonym for the word stewardship, but what it actually means is someone else owns something and you are literally just taking care of it. That is like the most simple definition of it. And when you look it up, it, it, even in like Merriam Webster's dictionary, it says something to the effect of, um, managing something that is placed in your care. So ultimately you don't own it. That is what I believe about my life as a Christian. Christ died for my life to, <laughs> so I could have life, so I could have freedom, so I can have reconciliation with God. Um, so because of that, the things that I have, I don't actually own them. Uh, they're, they're on lease. <laughs> um, and that's a, a way that you could look at stewardship is 
you know, you don't actually own it. Someone else is going to have the final say. Someone else um, is going to have the last word on that. And that's what I believe about our lives. And scripture speaks about stewardship explicitly and implicitly in so many different ways from, you know, the way that we, um, it says in scripture that we're going to be, we're going to have to give an account for every careless word that we speak, you know, and, and, and stewardship, there's this, um, there's an accounting that happens afterward. We understand this from a place of business. We understand this from a place of taxes. (laughs) We understand that from, it's woven into every part of our lives, even if we've never looked at it that way. Um, and God is showing me over and over, um, that stewardship is, there's no getting around it. So accepting Christ by doing that, accepting the fact that he paid a debt that I could, could have never, ever paid, um, to justify me. I'm justified through Christ, you know, um, I'm made right with God through Christ and I could have never done it by myself. So, and and you could have never done that by yourself. So as a follower of Christ, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. And we say that and we quote that. Um, but what does that mean? It means that there's an expectation on our lives and what we do with it. One of those things, our main call is to be a disciple and to make disciples. Um, everyone has that same exact call. It's just going to show up in a different way. So the whole concept even of style and stewardship was that we all have different giftings, but they all work for the body of Christ. And the way that we are going to manage or steward what we've been given and allowed to have in this time by God is just going to be different. So we're going to do it in a different way. Everyone doesn't have the same gifts, talks about this in Corinthians. Everyone has different gifts, but they are all for the same purpose. So I look at stewardship and purpose and um, calling and all those things kind of wrapped up under the same umbrella. (laughs) And that umbrella is we've been given something that God expects us to use for his glory. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. I don't know if I've ever even described it um, or explained it. I think I did like a little bit on my about page on the blog, but this podcast is for all those things, like I said, that I'm a little long-winded to say. So one of the convictions that I've had during this quarantine time, um, God laid it on my heart and then I feel like God kept bringing that same thing up over and over and over again with different things that I would listen to, different things I would read in scripture that he's just laid on my heart where I've been having a a longer Bible study time. Um, So I'm grateful for this time, not for what it's brought, but for what it is bringing out. God will meet you exactly where you are. Um, Just like that woman at the well and everyone else that encountered Jesus, I feel like he met them where they were in their need in their particular circumstances. And in ours, um, my husband, he travels a lot for work. He's usually working crazy hours, usually six days a week for years on end. Um, for a while there, he was out of town. Um, and we saw each other three times out of the week. So to have him home right now has been such a blessing and it's been so awesome. 
And then it's kind of like after that time wore off of, yes, you're home. This is amazing. I, I kind of sat back in that time and not did things that I now have the opportunity to do. And I was convicted so heavily about this because I have been, not lately, I've been listening to um, Crystal Evans Hurst. Um, I've been listening to Crystal's Chronicles for a couple years now since since my, my baby, like since my, well, my toddler was a baby. Um, I, I was listening to her podcast. I've always gotten a lot from her. I believe that she's super um, relatable, practical, um, and it, I feel like listening to her talk is like, like talking to like a big sister almost, but she has been having this thing on YouTube every morning and she's calling it like QC and she calls it some quality content during this quarantine time. So she's been getting on faithfully like every day of the week, um, well, Monday through Friday on, um, YouTube, Instagram, I think Periscope and Facebook. So she's been doing this in order to um, just give some encouragement in different areas of life during this time, what it looks like for some of her friends, what it looks like for her and her household. And, and then, you know, looking at some of the things that her family is doing. So live event of them having church and then just the siblings had one of, um, I'm sorry, they had, <laughs> they had, um, just the siblings had a live event where they were just speaking to the situation and speaking to believers in this current time that we're in that none of us have ever seen before, um, with the quarantine and the whole pandemic things that was a major chord and everything that's been said either with her siblings or on her own um, podcast or on the YouTube channel, even on her, um, her blog. It has been, what do we do with this time? You know, and I don't think any of us wants to look back on this time and say that we missed something. But what she said that has stayed with me so much is she said, some of us, we're going to have this time and we've made excuses based on time before this happened. And we said, oh, well, I don't have the time to do so-and-so. And she says, now you have time, you have forced time almost. You have a forced reset and you have a forced, like some people have said, we have a forced um, Sabbath. Um, And I hate, (laughs) I hate that she said, because it's so true for me and so convicting. She said that some of you don't have that excuse anymore. And it's going to be interesting to see what you actually do at this time now that you have it. And doesn't that just come back to stewardship? Um, and interestingly enough, I've had it on, on my mind and I've put some stuff off. There's so many different things where I feel like God has um, allowed me to do or laid on my heart to do. And I have made so many excuses to not do it. And time was the biggest one. And I don't have that anymore. Like, I, I really don't. So, because of that, um, I just had to repent. Um, I prayed right before I got on the podcast, um, before I started recording. And I just prayed that God would forgive me for burying this. Um, and what I mean by that is, before I even started the podcast, um, 
And when I was in the midst of supposed to be supposed to be doing it since 2017, when I bought my mic and not doing it and sitting on it, um, God actually gave me a scripture and it kept coming up. Um, and I feel like if you've ever had God say something to you and you wanted to ignore it and it's almost like he finds ways, I'm not, I'm not sure if he does this with everyone, but with me, it's like he finds ways to weave it into the most random events, um, or things that, um, are in scripture or mainly in scripture, but on a podcast I might be listening to because I don't really feel like doing like a deep dive in, in my word or crazy, but this is what he brought up and it's, um, found in Matthew 25 and it's the parable of the talents. I'm just going to read it because I want God's word <laughs> to be read. So this is again, Matthew 25, and this is, I'm going to start in verse 14 and it says, for it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one, he gave five talents to another two talents and to another one, to another one talent, depending on each one's ability. Then he went on a journey. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went back, put them to work and earned five more. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents and said, master, you gave me five talents. See, I've earned five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man with two talents also approached. He said, master, you gave me two talents. See, I've earned two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, you evil, lazy servant. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw this good-for-nothing servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of te- teeth. <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> you know when you just gotta exhale, because that was heavy. Um, and that is particularly heavy for me, because... And like I said, transparently, I, I feel like I'm burying something. I feel like I am damming something up, um, and keeping it from flowing. And I can tell you specifically, that is the feeling that I get whenever I try to write a blog post or do something that's 
quote unquote, putting content out there that has nothing to do with what God has laid on my heart to do. And I know that this comes, I know I'm starting to see where this comes from. And it comes from just this feeling that I've had pretty much my entire life (laughs) that I am not good enough. And it is like a, just an old like CD that the enemy plays over and over and over and over. Like you're not good enough. Or the other part is you won't be accepted. Or it all comes back to not being good enough and being rejected. And I really, really struggle with rejection. Um, So I am not a shy person. I know I've probably said this before in many places. If we're in a room and a conversation is happening, I am one of the first people to speak up. I'm not shy. Um, I'm very opinionated. (laughs) Ask my husband. Um, But when it comes to sharing the word of God or sharing things that God has placed on my heart or things that I feel like my heart is going to be out of my chest if I don't say it, it is a struggle um, for me to get out of God's way. Um, and it is a struggle because I feel like who the heck am I that I am, I'm even speaking the word of God, who, (laughs) you know, and that's what it feels like. And I'm just reminded, um, that it's not me who makes me worthy to say it. It's not my quote unquote truth that I'm sharing. It's got nothing to do with me. And God has just been showing me in different areas what stewardship means. And and this may, maybe someone else will listen to this. Maybe not, because <laughs> I also feel like God is, is saying, um, I'm saying this to you. Like he's talking to me, you know? And I don't know what God's going to do with me being obedient, but I am becoming more and more fearful Um, and I feel like it's the right kind of fear. I'm becoming more and more fearful of who God is and less fearful of who I'm not. If I am not the smartest person in the room, if I am not, um, whatever, um, is expected of me to be by other people or even by myself, I I can't hold me to my standard, like, and I can't hold me to other people's standards and neither can you. Um, Christ is my standard. Like I keep, I don't know. It's like, I keep trying to avoid this because, or look for excuses and I'm not, I'm not here for myself. Um, I'm not here to do what I just what I want to do in this world. And it's so contrary to everything that's out there. It's like, you know, if you listen to any sort of business podcast, it's like present yourself as an expert, you know, how to position yourself as an expert and all this or how to gain a following and all this stuff. And like, there's so many podcasts and stuff I have had to take off my phone There are things that I've had to fast because God's like, all right, you're going to listen to me or you're going to listen to that. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But 
the the world can't be our standard as far as measuring what we should be doing for God. If he's late, if he's placed something on your heart to do, if he is giving you the ability to do it, um, it does not mean that you're going to be perfect at it. And I like the, the struggle with perfectionism is real. Um, it's, I don't want to look like an idiot, (laughs) you know, but am I caring more about how I'm going to look, how I'm going to be perceived, or am I caring more that I'm obedient to what God is telling me to do? So back to all of the, but that's what I'm saying. All of this comes back to stewardship. All this comes back to how I am managing whatever it is God's entrusted me to. And when I was looking up like the Greek and, and the Hebrew and, you know, trying, um, I, I like biblehub.com that I use and you can look up like the concordance, you can look up, um, the Greek and the Hebrew of certain words and, um, stewardship is strongly tied to being entrusted with something. So again, even the Merriam-Webster's dictionary lines up with that same definition. So if I have something that's not mine and I'm going to have to give an account for it, why do I care what anybody thinks of it? That is crazy, but that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been wanting to um, show up in a certain way, you know, look like I have everything together. Okay, I've got, <laughs> I do not have it together. Um, and my most, I don't want to, whatever it is God's placed in me, I don't even think I know what it is. Um, sometimes I feel like I get glimmers of what it may be, but I can't, I can't not do something with what I have. And it's so crazy because that's what I'm always telling other people to do. I'm always saying, use what you have. Um, Like I am, God has made me very resourceful. And my mom, I watched her, I'm one of seven kids. I watched her make something out of what seemed like nothing and make it work. Um, And there's a Shane and Shane song where he says, um, you looked in, I looked inside and found nothing. Just like you said I would, but you created from nothing. My point in saying that is I love that song so much because the deeper that we look inside of ourselves for ourselves, we don't find ourselves. We don't find anything. But when we look at God, we see beauty. Like it is something to behold. It is something to um, just like gaze upon. You know, when I, um, um, one of my favorite artists, um, KB, he has this line where he says, God, I want to look into your, to your word and see beautiful things, you know, and, um, and meditate on it day and night. Like, I just want to gaze at it, um. And when I look at God, I don't see me anymore. You know, I don't look at all the, all the things that the world says that I should be like all of that, all those things in the world, they really do grow strangely dim. I don't look at those things, but when I'm trying to do things for me in my way, in my strength, there's nothing, (laughs) um, like there's nothing, you know, and 
I just, I want to be a faithful servant. Um, and that's what pleases God. So that master that was in, in this, this particular parable, um, it says that he was shrewd, you know, and that he had an expectation of doing something with it, anything with it, you know, and that's where my conviction is. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. And that's why I'm just going to keep going. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I've got to stop trying to figure out how that's going to look. I can't do things based on the world's standards of how it should be done. Um, I'm not saying that there's not value in, in learning and investing. I love that. Like <laughs> I'm constantly in a book or two or five at one given, any given time. Um, I'm constantly reading articles or, you know, just looking at random things in psychology just for fun. Um, health stuff, you name it. Like I'm always researching and looking into something, but the more and more I look at this word, um, the more and more I am convicted, um, about doing it. And in the book of James, it says that, you know, we're to be not just hearers of the word, but doers. And God's word does something when we actually apply it to our lives. Um, it is the one thing where like true like value and fortune are found. Um, and and the, the other scripture that I love so much is um, seek first the kingdom of heaven and then all these things will be added. I don't know what those things are. God does. I can't, I can't say, hey God, like I would love for this to turn out like, you know, so-and-so. Oh yeah, but, but God, not, not my will, yours be done. Like you can't, like, I can't. None of us can have it that way. Um, It is God's will, you know, what he's going to do with whatever. And I'm always quoting that scripture of some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. You know, when Paul is talking to the people that are like, oh, we are a Paul or we are this person or we are that person. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm paraphrasing for Paul. Like you guys are totally missing it. Like the person that waters the person that plants it neither one of them are anything it's God who brings increase all we do is what we can with what we have and we do that out of obedience and stewardship the whole point of that is we're doing it for God we're not doing it for ourselves and um and like I said I have no like perfect plan for this I I've got no Um, I don't have answers for everything. I am trying to live this life to the best of my ability. I'm trying to learn whatever it is God's trying to show me. And Lord willing, I'm trying to live a surrendered, obedient life to whatever it is he's going to do with me. And that's not up to me. Um, I was reading, I think it's in Isaiah where he says, um, you know, how can the one who is, how can the lump who's formed say to the um the potter why have you made me like this i can't tell god what i want to do with what he made he made me i don't make me and there's so many things in this in this world in our culture really that tell us we can be anything that we want to be can we though can we 
Because I feel like that has taken on a life of its own. Um, And if we believe the lie that, yeah, we have free will and we can do anything, but that does not mean we can be anything. You know what I mean? Like I can't say five to 20 affirmations in a mirror every day and convince myself that I can go and like run and jump off of a building and fly because I've told myself I'm a bird. (laughs) Like absolutely not. As silly as that sounds, I believe that that is what um, our culture tells us. Whoever we want to be. We can do whatever we want to do. We can go wherever we want to go. But our free will um, does not make us what we want to be. Um, We can be vessels used for honor or for dishonor. And I want to be a vessel used for honor, for his glory. Um, I am not perfect. I will never be perfect. Um, This is not a episode to condemn me, you, or any of us. But I do want to... um, encourage you for whatever it is that God is speaking to you to do, um, or have given you to manage and to take care of, do it with care. Um, you know, scripture says, whatever we do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Um, and not for men here to yes, love our fellow, fellow man, love our neighbors and all those good things. Um, but we are created, um, for God's glory and we're called to do what he's called us to do. Some of the um, scriptures this week that I was reading and meditating on, um, wherever I found the word stewardship, and this isn't even exhaustive or anything like that, but these are the ones that stuck out to me. And this one, the first one's found in 1 Corinthians nine seventeen, and I'm going to read from the Amplified. I really like that when I'm studying. And it says, for if I do this work of my own of my own free will, then I have a reward. But it is not my will, but by God's choosing, I have been entrusted with a sacred stewardship. And that's Paul. And then this was from Ephesians 3, 2, also from the Amplified. Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was entrusted to me to share with you for your benefit. And then this was the um, the last one that really stuck out to me. And it's Colossians 1.25. It says, In this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship which God entrusted to me for your sake, so that, that I might make the word of God fully known among you. Um, I believe this is Paul in all three verses. Um, I'm not a theologian. <laughs> but um, those are the ones that stuck out to me of stewardship and it and the word entrusted is used with each and every one each and every one and that's what we have to remember about our lives about our days about who we are as people who we are as children of God who we are as redeemed people um I hope that whoever listens to this or um, I just pray that you get something from this, Um, whether with my 30 something minutes of speaking, you got one little nugget. (laughs) I am grateful. I am grateful um, to 
have the freedom to to do any of this. And I pray wherever God has given you a freedom to speak his word, share his word, share his love, um, and just walking this life with Christ that you would do the, you would do those things that he's calling you to do. Um, I don't think that God wants us to know every step that we're going to take all the time because I think a lot of us would shrink back if we knew um, whether it was God was going to do something and we were going to be able to see it this side of eternity or if it would be like, you know, that just that fruit that remains, you know, of the areas where we've planted or watered, but God did something with. Um, that's my prayer. Um, I pray that regardless of the fact if we see anything this side or not, that we still plant and we still water. Um, yeah. So I am going to list in the show notes um, anything that I've mentioned. So the scriptures that I've mentioned, I'll include those and links to those. Um, Crystal Evans Hurst, um, like I said, I'm getting a lot out of some of the things that she's sharing and, um, anything else that I may be reading or encouraged by, I'll try to link those so that hopefully it can encourage you in this time. And as hard as the word of God is sometimes with just the conviction that it brings, but thank you, God, (laughs) I am thankful that God never leaves me the way that I am, that he never leaves me to my own devices. And ultimately that I am his I am not my own, and I pray that whatever he's placed in me, I will do something with it um, so that when my master returns, I I can have something to show for my life. Um, And that's, I think, the call that we all have on our lives is to steward it well. So in closing, what will you steward well today?